Well, welcome everyone to the uh, latest edition of HR Tech Chat. Is it edition or episode? Well, edition works, I guess. Um, with us today, we have James Labrash, who is founding managing director of InFlight. Uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking uh, the other day on the back channel around just like around what in-flight does and we started talking about as these conversations go around all sorts of possibilities around hcm and and then we started talking about marketing too and um and we thought you know this this might be a really good basis for a discussion on hr tech chat so here we are um let, let me just sort of uh lay the groundwork here for for uh, or just kind of uh, give our give our viewers their their bearings here uh, what we sort of landed on is this idea that there's an up and, and and i've you and i we've both seen this in in the sort of the meta discussion out there and the the in the chatter out there in the space right this idea that you know there's some ways for marketing and hcm to to really um to collaborate or, or learn from each other in this space. And some of it might revolve around analytics. And um, let me just give, let me just share another area where I've seen this discussion. You know, when we talk about HCM, obviously we're talking about HR, all of it, the whole thing, HR, learning, payroll, talent acquisition, and a few other things. I mean, I've seen in talent acquisition, the idea that candidate relationship management should be should be modeled after customer relationship management we've seen this idea out there but but we were we were thinking about analytics and marketing and all this so what's what's your take on all that how long do we have uh so um <laughs> I I guess the, the the thing that the thing that i've noticed happening um in the last the last few years and it's accelerating is um, the I guess it started with uh, kind of on the TA side with um, with the development and kind of the emergence of employer brand um, as as a concept um, and you, some organizations uh, you know I think uh, by default TA owns employer brand some organizations though uh, started to realize that well maybe you know because marketing owns the the outward the outward facing image uh and you know maybe, uh, when you're reaching out to candidates uh that is outward facing um and so should marketing have at least a seat at the table when it comes to employer brand um or you know are they are they doing their thing um you know for you know, kind of in isolation and and TA is then taking maybe some of their design and visual cues, but otherwise owning completely um, the employer brand without without uh, further marketing involvement. And so that conversation, I think, was happening. It has been happening um, at a lot of uh, a lot of organizations, including some of our customers. And there's just some some interesting some interesting things to um, to learn and to infer there. Um, and so it's progressed, I think, now as we're talking about employer brand uh, being not just for you know, the purposes uh, of, of attracting new talent, but um, kind of for, for 
strengthening strengthening your ties with uh, with current employees, um, you know, and, and retention and all of those other goals. Um, what what then uh, should the relationship be between um, TA marketing, uh, HCM, and IT? Because uh, at the end of the day, um, at least a lot of the the visual aspects of of employer brand um, need to get implemented somewhere in the systems that um, that uh, folks use day in day out. So, kind of that um, that really the interesting trinity, right? That's forming between marketing, IT, and HCM um, is one that you know was was really not present um, uh, just a few years ago, but which is I think um, you know, by um, by the cues that we're seeing, um, gaining some steam. That's interesting. Um, could you get into that a little bit more uh, around how, how how does that? Because I've heard I've heard the same thing. Um, this idea that that uh, HCM marketing and IT are beginning to sort of align, and um, to, to in terms of um, in the ways that you mentioned. So I want to throw a couple other ideas out there too. Uh, one is we hear about employer brand and then we talk about the, the company brand or the, the consumer brand or, or whatever the, the brand of the, of the thing that the company is, 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 is selling, right? Um, are, is there more than one brand or are we really talking, are we sort of artificially creating partitions here? Are, is, are these just two expressions of, uh, of, the, of the same brand? Like are, is brand just brand? Uh, does it is it is it all is it the entire thing it, that that's a I don't know the answer to this <laughs> I, I don't either and if the um, and you know I, I would say I'm dangerously unqualified uh, to to speak <laughs> to speak on the subject but I think inherently um, we can inherently we can agree that that um, it all starts it all starts somewhere right it's in this concept of um, you, uh, and it's been expressed in different ways, um, you know, culture, credo, whatever. Um, but it's the the nut of it is, hey, what are you all about? Um, and I think that, uh, yeah, there are different expressions of that depending on what you know what you're trying to communicate. Um, but those are the those are the headwaters, right? Uh, what are you all about? What are you all about in terms of the the product that you make? Um, what do you care about? Um, and that gets uh, that gets reflected then um, kind of individually for the you know in, in the stories that you're trying to tell. Are you trying to tell that story as it relates to your product, or are you trying to tell that story as it relates to what it's like um, to work there? But it, it's all it, it all has a, kind of a common root. Is it? Is it being communicated um, uh, centrally from a central location? Or are we equipping um, our employees to be expressions of of the brand? Well, I think that's that's where that's where that um, that uh, collaboration um, mm -hmm. has between between HCM and marketing um, has so much potential. Um, right, because you don't want those things. You don't want those things working in opposition. Um, and certainly, there's there's efficiency to be gained by um, by telling the the 
different expressions of the same story as opposed to trying to tell um, two different stories uh, within one organization. So yeah, that's the I think that's the really exciting point, but exciting part rather is um, is to have those groups working together so that you know what's being communicated to the outside world is the same is really the same thing that's being communicated inside. And that's that's really um, that's interesting because that's a that's almost a an efficiency play for brand. Isn't yeah, it? I, yeah, without without question, um, you know, because the if you're yeah, if you're working across purposes, of course, or even just working in in silos um, somewhere, there's either going to be distortion of distortion of the message or you know, you could have um, probably done it uh, more efficiently if um, if working together. So I think that's that's the really exciting part of this. Yeah. Could you get into uh, just delve into a little bit more around IT's IT's role? Uh, just elaborate. What 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 does IT's role in this? Um, how, how does yeah, IT play in? A really good question. So I think the um, IT is where really it's where the rubber meets the road in terms of um, making sure that um, the the visual and other experience aspects of the brand um, you make it to the make it to the end consumers of that brand, be they you know, okay. be they um, out, external or internal. Um, and so there is, uh, you know, I think there's, you kind of referred to it earlier, there's a temptation to, um, to look at, uh, you know, CRM, CRM uh, systems as an example that marketing has used and say, hey, those are working, you know, these are working great for marketing and that technology is, um, you know, 10 years, 10 years arguably, uh, maybe maybe five, uh, but certainly um, a little bit past where uh, where candidate-centric um, CRM technologies are at. Um, why don't we Why don't we use that? Um, that's a that's a temptation, and in a lot of cases, it's it's valid. Um, I think there's maybe uh, maybe too much in our industry uh, of, of of a of, let's say a, not a temptation but um, but a, a desire to put candidates in the same box as products and say you know exactly. selling whether your talent talent acquisition is just a different form of selling uh, so you know why don't we use the, the same tools and the same approaches right if we're trying to entice somebody to to take a take a position with us it's sort of the same as um, as as you know, buying some of our products or services when really um, you know it's its own animal, uh, and so definitely does in in a lot of cases require uh, specialized treatment. Um, but the um, I think there's a lot of lessons that can be learned from uh, from the experiences that uh, that marketing um, and e-commerce have gone through um, to bring you know to put their best foot forward um, digitally. Um, you know, prior to uh, this becoming um, such a such a huge requirement for for TA and HCM to do, um, and so the I think as IT is involved because really a lot of a lot of your brand, both uh, external and internal, is kind of about um, you know we think of it in terms of digital real estate. Um, 
right because it's uh, your digital real estate says a lot about you as an organization. Um, you know, just like just like your physical real estate used to communicate, um, you know, for for decades, right? You tell a lot about a about an organization if they have uh, a skyscraper downtown uh, versus, you know, then the you know, they're in a strip mall somewhere. Uh, yeah. You can infer a lot about that about that organization. And so similarly, uh, you know, if you don't know uh, a particular organization well, you can infer a ton about um, you know that organization's values, uh, you know, where they, uh, what they care about, based on the digital real estate that they're presenting to the to the world. And so, you know, are your outward and inward facing systems uh, do they look more like uh, you know well polished skyscraper or a strip mall? Um, and so I think it's IT's role is really in um, you know making sure that 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 brand is communicated through the through employee and candidate and you know, and consumer tools um, you know to the best of their ability. So IT is the caretaker of the digital real estate that um, that. Um that communicates to the outside world and the well externally and internally to the existing employee uh, population um, that this is a brand that's um that that cares about itself that or you know that that yeah that, yeah, that that you know that's it's like it's, it's the equivalent of having you know um a, a well manicured lawn versus something that's just you know, unruly, uh, like Sorry. I did last year uh, at the beginning of the uh, of the grass grass season, where uh, one week it was it just wasn't growing. Then I waited one week. There was one strong uh, rainfall, and all of a sudden I looked like uh, like an abandoned house. It was crazy. <laughs> and then my um, landscaper guys, they were backed up, so it looked like that for a while because my my, my riding lawnmower got killed by mice the the summer before. So oh, anyway. Well. Sorry for that tangent, but <laughs> I wish I'd had an IT team to um, tend to my uh, my digital uh, real estate there, metaphorically speaking. You know, going back to the CRM thing, and I know that was a tangent, but but it's so interesting to me. You're right. Um, you know, when you're when you're prospecting, because a CRM, obviously, that's where sales folks will keep you know keep track. Where that's where you you track what's happening with the sales process. Well. Um, well, there are um, there are exceptions. Uh, for the most part, every prospect is a potential. Uh, every prospect you want you want to win every prospect. You want everyone to become a new customer. But with with candidate candidate outreach, right? You know, at the end of the day, um, you, you you don't want all those job seekers. You, you you're selecting them, right? So so maybe. You know, there, 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 so that's one idea. That's one big difference. And there's also a number of idiosyncrasies to the process that are that are different, right? And so maybe you could have, if you had a situation where you wanted to, um, that where you were a, a recruiter prospecting exclusively high value passive talent, right? Uh, so you know, for a, almost with you know with 99% certainty that if they said yes, you would definitely hire them, right? Then maybe you would want something that's very much like a C, like a customer relationship management system for that. I, that's that's just I'm hypothesizing there, kind of going. But and then so just to kind of paint the picture about what we're talking about, right? You, then you would want to have marketing's input on that as well. 
and you would and you would want IT involved to make sure that that whatever that that digital environment is that 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 prospective high value passive talent um, uh, potential employee is seeing is 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 uh, is uh, you know top notch. Yeah, I, you, without question, um, right? And there's that's where um, that's another that's another realm really where um, you we have we have now the ability to draw from uh, the lessons learned in in digital engagement, uh, right? That was sort of I, I would say pioneered really, uh, or at least um, really further developed um, in the world of in the world of e-commerce. Right. We know we know what the playbook is for um, you know, for compelling a user to perform a certain task. Right. It's why it's why you see one click ordering um, mm-hmm. and, you know, that that road, that road towards that goal on the e-commerce side is is paved. Uh, right. And there's no the nothing that nothing that we see when we're. Um, you know, shopping or in the process of checking out at, at Amazon, nothing we see is there by mistake. Um, mm. You know, it's all been it's all been really carefully fine tuned. Um, you know, over over years and years and and you know millions of transactions um, to to achieve that goal, um, right? And and um, uh, really pave that road. And so we can use then those same tactics. Um, you know, that are now you know, really well understood um, for uh, for tasks that face candidates, um, you know, particularly in in those hard to fill situations. If we can establish, uh, you know, a, uh, a and pave a road for uh, very hard to fill positions, um, then absolutely we should do so. And like I said, the playbook the playbook is is pretty well known um, at this point. And we can also we can further extend that that logic into into the organization so that it's not um, uh, you know so that it's not a, uh, a bait and switch situation where our candidate facing digital real estate is is glorious um, but then as soon as that person is hired um, you know there are there are weeds growing everywhere right 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 you want there needs to be sort of a um, uh, let me put it differently. The, the organization needs to consider the employer brand from a holistic standpoint and be um, um, uh, authentic in um, in that empl- expression of that employer brand. It needs to be well. Hold on. It needs to be. It needs to be. There needs to be consistency. Consistent. Yeah. Consistency. I think is uh, is a really important part of it. If you don't want to create that impression that. Um, you know, hey, hey, new hire, you were just sold a bill of goods. Um, <laughs> but the, <clears throat> but I think, and I think the certainly, uh, certainly the intent. Uh, that's never the intent, uh, right? It's just a question of you know where do you, where do you focus limited resources, um, and uh, especially in in realms where um, there's such scarce talent. Of course, that's going to be the first focus, but. I think more and more organizations are realizing that that say that internal facing um, systems require um, you know some some degree of, of uh, upkeep as well um, and yeah having having input from from marketing uh, I think can 
he drives some efficiencies that make that um, that possible uh, for a lower cost than than um, doing it in a silo. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It, let's 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 get into marketing a little bit more uh, because one of the things that we talked about previously was um, just and there's there's a loose analogy here too. You know, the the, the CRM systems are a little maybe five to ten years ahead of the uh, candidate relationship management systems in terms of their sophistication and and um, so leaving that aside, there's a loose analogy with this idea that marketing's um, uh, in terms of bleeding edge, right? So marketing has been, uh, would I would say, is five to ten years ahead of HCM in terms of understanding and uh, understanding analytics and using them and paying attention to them to 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 quantify in as many ways possible um, their impact on organizational mm. goals, right? And and. So let's talk about that a little bit because we I, I, I recall that we got into some interesting things around value. What's the value of marketing? What's the value of HCM? These sorts of things. You, I can tell you, you already have a few thoughts there. Yeah, well, the I, I think you know, part of what we were we were speaking about last time was was really the that difficulty in in measuring or quantifying um, be the the impact of employer brand, right? How do you how do you do that? And 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 the conversation led to well, hey, that's you know that's a problem that that's a problem um, that marketing has has had for you know since since its inception, right? When you're doing um, when you are when you're um, you know, carrying out specific marketing activities. Um, you can measure things like you know the the leads that a particular a particular campaign um, has has generated, uh, mm -hmm. but how do you how do you measure uh, the impact of your of your brand? Um, mm -hmm. And so that's a problem that's a problem that's fairly new to uh, to HR, um, but one that is not new to to marketing. So I think um, there might be some some really interesting conversations that that happen within each organization as as to how how that might be measured and therefore you know where's the best allocation of resources yeah and, and i'm not sure where i i'd love to be the fly on the wall in some of those conversations oh, yeah i'd like to really because i'm just sort of grasping and thin air here you know in terms of what exactly would it be but 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 it is true that 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 marketing much like hcm well if we think about marketing and so marketing's ultimate goal um beyond beyond you know beyond the its transcendent goal beyond providing um actionable quality leads to sales right which 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 is a highly quantifiable mm -hmm. uh has a highly quantifiable aspect on on the organization the effect of the uh, success of sales right um but beyond that it has sort of a transcendent um goal of of uh, creating a um uh, a strong compelling brand for the organization that's that's marketing sort of you know third eye goal if you will right yes that's right and then HCM, it's you know has actually you know a, an almost perfectly aligned goal of um, 
of in terms of a transcendent goal of creating a, a really strong, compelling employer brand. And that gets us back to this question of, you know, is it even does an organization really have more than one brand? Is it all just the same thing? It's just aspects of it. A. B, going back to HCM, right? They also have this this sort of uh, cost set. They have a cost reduction uh, productivity efficiencies type of uh, goal that they you know they need to be really tight with that WFM and the payroll system has to be good so that so that they can be so that they can keep those costs as low as possible right so so each 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 um domain of the organization has has two sort of um totally different goals right um to what they do and where was I going with this? Okay, so part of it, so so that so that the, the the less like sort of the boring stuff for each of them in in a way is kind of the boring stuff for lack of a better word, you know the 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 the, the more straightforward, less creative stuff, right? Is where they is where the organization is where they they affect the general ledger in the organization. And then there's also all this other stuff that they absolutely have to do. But it's it's very difficult or impossible to quantify it financially, uh, and this this is where we landed last time. Was this this idea where? So how do you how do you uh, show leadership in your organization? Like how do you make leadership, all stakeholders in leadership, understand um, and appreciate? Uh, what you're doing in HCM or marketing for that matter uh, when when only half of what you're doing is something that shows up on the bottom like in, in the general ledger for them well that's a that's a great question Brent and I wish I had the answer uh, <laughs> I, <was excited>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the you know there are there are uh, a lot of folks that there are a lot of folks that will um, turn to it, turn to surveys, uh, right? Paul surveys and this sort of thing. Again, this is this is a, the the challenge of figuring out what's the impact of uh, measuring um, what's the what's the impact of your of your branding activity um, is is you know a, it, it's a real it's a real problem, um, and so if you want to be able to demonstrate that these activities are are you know, working in some regard then then yeah you're going to turn to something that is um you know that things that things that maybe marketing has used for consumer brand uh you know, tests so basically asking a thousand people at the mall um you know what they what they think of pepsi or whatever um and that's um <clears throat> a lot of in a lot of uh, a lot of cases that's sort of the best we can we can do to measure you know how you know how well we're doing with um with certain aspects especially of our of our branding activities but um but i don't think i don't think there's any perfect fit right because there are there are so many so many individual contributors to to the premise of you know the premise of brand and you know how you feel about it, about something there are so many different different inputs and so isolating trying to isolate you know hey did did activity did activity x 
have a positive or negative impact um, on overall brand. Um, it's very, very hard to isolate. Yeah, that's interesting. I was um, in the car with uh, my wife's youngest son, and um, and we we were uh, talking. For some reason, we started talking about Coke and Pepsi, and he just he was uh, just being facetious, but he says he says Pepsi's trash. And I said, what are you talking about? I said, I love Pepsi. I like them both. He said, no. And I remembered that we did a taste test a while back office where I used to work um, just as for fun. We did the, the taste test. You did, you did the Pepsi challenge. Yeah, yeah. we did. And, and I remember thinking, well, we, we had to decide, okay, which was Pepsi and which was Coke. Mm -hmm. And I was absolutely certain that, um, that, what I tasted is Coke. The the Coke that I tasted was actually Pepsi, but and and it but it was Coke. And and I went into that whole thing expecting because I like Pepsi. Yeah, you, there, you just love the underdog. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyways, yeah. Uh, but you know what occurred to me in that that example that you shared just now is okay. As a marketing outfit, I go out there and I survey existing customers and ask them what they think of my brand, right? And then based on that, based on that, you know, you can show you can show the results of that to leadership in the organization. And I would bet that the leader organizational leadership would would take that information very seriously and say, well, well, crap. Um, you know, if it's a bad if, if it's bad results, well, well, wow, we're about to lose a bunch of customers and that's bad news and we're going to have to find new customers. Right. OK, well, if I'm HCM and I do that kind of a survey of my employees and they come back with some bad information, bring that to leadership. One, one argument would say, yeah, leadership should take that very seriously because you have a bunch of employees that are about to leave, right? But then, but then you might say, well, that depends on what's, you know, what kind of job market are we in? Can we get new employees easily? How, yeah. how valuable are, employee, are our employees really to what we're doing and all these sorts of things. And so it is a very different conversation. I, I agree with you. I mean, the, like the underlying idea is that, uh, you know, not to be, not to be, you know, too uh, too pessimistic or whatever, but um, but uh, brand perception only matters um, when when uh, when there's freedom of choice, yeah. right? All right, yeah. you can choose you can choose arbitrarily Coke or Pepsi, um, and in a market with you know sub uh, you know sub five percent unemployment, um, you know, and even even lower in um, in certain segments, uh, your the you know the importance of employer brand, or the focus on employer brand is is only there because uh, kind of the underlying the underlying issue is that your your employees have freedom of choice. They can mm -hmm. they can go elsewhere. Um, but you know in in scenarios where there's uh, ten percent plus unemployment, um, then then their natural um, predisposition to move will be um, will be a lot less and hence uh, you know the the focus or the the importance um, on, on on employer brand will be will be uh, reduced I mean that's that's pretty cold but it's yeah. uh, it's the reality it's it's all premised yeah. on freedom of choice it is and it's also you know but what's interesting it's it's again it's a uh, it's a re, it's a defaulting 
to to the concrete sort of the, um, the, the 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 general ledger, the accounting view of the organization, which is which is kind of interesting. And what and, and so and I agree with you 100 percent there. And so. I, I, prem, I want to preface what I'm about to say by saying that, that I agree with you. So but what's interesting is that you look at COVID-19 and the lockdowns, right? And there were there were a lot of layoffs, just just cold, hard layoffs because we had sort of a, you know, almost a caricature expression of of the accounting view of the organization because it was real as what you know, at some point it's like, you know, you literally cannot afford to keep people on. Right. It's not so much of you deciding that you there's, you can decide that you don't have enough money to keep people on, or you can just literally have not, not have enough money to keep people on. But at the same time, concurrently, there was a massive um, fixation um, out of necessity on improving the, or at least uh, maintaining the employee experience because there was a disruption at the same time where people were like suddenly moving into completely different types of uh, work scenarios, logistically speaking. So that to me is interesting, right? So so we had these two completely at odds things happening at the same time, layoffs on a massive scale and a huge um, uh, like an explosion in the uh, in the um, the focus on the employee experience. Yeah, well, I think the um, the the two things I think two things at play there. Um, the first, um, and you know, I I appreciate you um, agreeing with me a hundred percent on the last the last statement about uh, about um, you know brand being brand being. Um, uh, uh, really about freedom uh, or underpinned by by freedom of choice. I mean, yeah. There's, um, I only agree with myself ninety percent uh, <laughs> because uh, there's the the other ten percent that that um, plays in here is one of those situations where the uh, where the the analog uh, between you know the brand as as it affects employees and brand as it affects uh, consumers where that where that um, analog breaks down um, and that's in that's in um, higher higher productivity right because you can't really you don't really measure that with um, with a consumer brand and you don't really attempt to optimize that with um, with a consumer brand or a consumer experience um, whereas employee experience efforts not only are they there to promote um, employee retention it's also um, you know, how can we make uh, current employees um, happier, happier, and therefore more productive um, mm -hmm. while they're while they're still here? Um, and so, the first thing, the first thing that's um, you know, the, the first factor in that in the huge surge in employee experience is, I think, that um, right is that it's not just about it's not just about uh, you know retention. Um, it's also about productivity, and as people have to adapt to new uh, ways of working, um, yeah, hey, we need to we need to um, you know keep people um, keep people as productive as possible, um, and not just new environments, but also new stresses. Right, this is you know, unprecedented in terms of the amount of uh, of stress from all kinds of different vectors 
um, that it's that is poured on us. Um, and so, hey, what can we, you know, how can we, how can we tackle that? Because um, you know, in the at the end of the day, we're all you know, we're all people, and we we care about the people that we work with. And how do we how do we make things better for them? Um, how do we better understand? Um, you know, who among our among our employee population might be um, having a rougher go than than others? And how do we do that? How do we do that at scale? Mm-hmm. Um, so that you know, so that we can help those people. Um, so I think there's um, there's really a, a, a kind of a, a you know, benign motivation um, uh, to it. And I think the other the other aspect that's kind of contributing to um, maybe that uh, that um, kind of difference or dichotomy between um, organizations that are dealing with lots of layoffs and at the same time um, a, a huge investment in other sectors in mm-hmm. uh, in employee experience is simply that the uh, that the pandemic is unemployment is never is never ever um, kind of uniformly distributed across um, all all skills and vocations. But particularly in the in the pandemic, it's really polarized um, the uh, uh, the unemployment rates uh, because you see you know some some professions having you know having layoffs and uh, and you know hospitality hospitality you know stands out um, as one that's taken just a huge hit, um, whereas um, others are uh, continue to be near zero. Um, unemployment, and so it's kind of figuring out how, how then, especially if you're an organization that um, that might employ um, uh, groups of people in you know in both or kind of across the across the spectrum, um, how best do you uh, do you meet the needs of of each of those types of uh, populations? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you just hit a bunch of great points. One of them I want to go back to though is, and we're, we are running, uh, we should probably wrap up soon because I think. Yeah, I just, I just noticed, I just noticed that the client was looking, I was laughing when you said you just hit a bunch of great points and it's like, uh, I, I finally hit those with four minutes left to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this, we've had great points peppered across the, the whole time, but, 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 you know, doing it at scale, ensuring uh, ensuring the, um, the the that uh, the employee experience is is top notch at scale. That's a that's a technology that's a technology thing right there. Um, but but going back to it, looking at it um, sort of uh, um, from the fifty thousand foot view, really this year we've seen essentially we've seen a tacit admission that that happier employees are more productive, and yet. And yet, how do you, and yet, how do you measure, it, other than benchmarking before and after, which doesn't work for an accounting general ledger, like an accounting accountant's sheet, but yeah. other than benchmarking marking for from for before and after, there's really, you can't show a line that says a happier employee. Uh, I don't know of one where 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 you can actually prove that and actually, ex, you know, sort of ex, uh, extract that down into the balance sheet. And so that's interesting to me. Is but at the same time, we've tacitly admitted that 
but yes, happier employees or people uh, employees that feel safe or or who feel provided for, uh, who feel respected, um, will perform better. I yeah, I think uh, well, I um, you whether you, whether you uh, they, you they call the discipline industrial psychology, which is sounds a little bit cold for some reason, or organizational behavior. Um, I think there is. Uh, yeah, there, there are, there were a lot of, there were a lot of studies that existed in the past um, that, um, that, that I think conclusively demonstrated that, and and it mm -hmm. makes it's one of those things that makes um, you know, make sense in our in our hearts and minds, right? But I think the um, over this past year, there's just there's a wealth of uh, of material. Um, you know, to feed uh, PhD theses around the oh yeah around the world uh, with with uh, fodder that um, uh, that that this is um, that overall overall um, happy happy and more engaged um, uh, workers uh, do better work. Um, yeah. and I think it's just one of one of those things that that we've all kind of known intrinsically, but. Um, but yeah, hopefully this year we'll we'll see a lot of uh, concrete proof points. Exactly. What a great uh, place to land. Uh, wonderful. Thank, thanks so much, James, for uh, joining us for HR Tech Chat. This has been really illuminating. This is super interesting stuff. Oh, my pleasure, Brad. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Absolutely.